हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन चैप्टर सेवन फेडरलिज्म एंड अवर टॉपिक इज डिमांड्स फॉर न्यू स्टेट्स द अदर डायमेंशन ऑफ टेंशन इन आर फेडरल सिस्टम हैज बीन द डिमांड टू क्रिएट न्यू स्टेट्स द नेशनल मूवमेंट नॉट ओनली क्रिएटेड अ पैन इंडियन नेशनल यूनिटी it also generated distinct unity around a common language region and culture our national movement was also a movement for democracy therefore in the course of the national movement itself it was decided that as far as possible state would be created on the basis of common culture and linguistic identity this ultimately led to the demand for the creation of linguistic states after independence in december 1953 the states reorganization commission was set up and it recommended the creation of linguistic states at least for the major linguistic groups in 1956 reorganization of some states took place this saw the beginning of the creation of linguistic states and the process is still continuing gujarat and maharashtra were created in 1960 punjab and haryana were separated from each other in 1966 later the northeastern region were reorganized and several new states were created like meghalaya manipur or arunachal pradesh In 2000 some of the larger states were further divided both in to meet the demands for a separate state as well as to meet the need for greater administrative efficiency thus madhya pradesh uttar pradesh and bihar were divided to create three new states they are chatisgarh uttarakhand and jharkhand respectively some regions and linguistic groups are still struggling for separate statehood like telangana in andhra pradesh and vidarbha in maharashtra and telangana were formed after that now let us discuss interstate conflicts while the states keep fighting with the center over the autonomy and other issues like the share in revenue sources there have been many instances of disputes between two states or among more than two states it is true that the judiciary acts as the arbitration mechanism on disputes of a legal nature but these disputes are in reality not just legal they have political implications and therefore they can best be resolved only through negotiation and mutual understanding broadly two types of disputes keep reoccurring one is the border dispute the states have certain claims over the territories belonging to neighboring states though the language is the basis of definite defining boundaries of the state often border areas would have population speaking more than one language so it is not easy to resolve this dispute merely on the basis of the linguistic majority 
One of the long-standing border issue dispute is the dispute between the Maharashtra and Karnataka over the city of Balgam. Manipur and Nagaland too have a long-standing border dispute. The coming out of Haryana from elsewhere state of Punjab has led to dispute between two states, not only over border areas but over the capital city of Chandigarh. This city today houses the capital of both these states. In 1985, then Prime Minister Rajiv Gandhi reached an understanding with the leadership of Punjab. According to this understanding, Chandigarh was to be handed over to Punjab, but this has not happened yet. While border disputes are more about sentiment, the disputes over the sharing of river water are even more serious because they are related to problems of drinking water and agriculture in the concerned states. You might have heard about the Kaveri water dispute. This is a major issue between the Tamil Nadu and Karnataka. Farmers in both the states are dependent on Kaveri waters. Though there is a river water tribunal to settle water dispute, this dispute has reached the Supreme Court. In another similar dispute, Gujarat, Madhya Pradesh and Maharashtra are battling over sharing the waters of Narmada river. Rivers are a major source and therefore disputes over river water test the patience and cooperative spread of the state. Now let us move to the next point, special provisions. The most extraordinary feature of the federal arrangement created in India is that many states get a differential treatment. We have already noted in the chapter on the legislature that the size and population of each state being different and asymmetrical representation is provided in the Rajya Sabha while ensuring minimal representation to each of smaller states. This arrangement also ensures that larger states would get more representation. In the case of division of powers too, the constitution provides a division of powers that is common to all the states. And yet the constitution has some special provisions for some states given their peculiar social and historical circumstances. Most of the special provisions pertain to the northeastern states, Assam, Nagaland, Arunachal Pradesh, Mizoram, etc., largely due to a sizable indigenous tribal population with a distinct history and culture which they wish to retain. However, these provisions have not been able to stem alienation and the insurgency in parts of the region. Special provisions also exist for hilly states like Himachal Pradesh and some other states like Andhra Pradesh, Goa, Gujarat, Maharashtra and Sikkim. Now let us discuss Jammu and Kashmir. The other state which has a special status is Jammu and Kashmir. Jammu and Kashmir was one of the large princely states. 
which had the option of joining India or Pakistan at the time of independence. Immediately after the independence, Pakistan and India fought a war over Kashmir. Under such circumstances, the Maharaja of Kashmir acceded to the Indian Union. Most of the Muslim majority states joined Pakistan, but JNK was an exception. Under these circumstances, it was given much greater autonomy by the constitution. According to Article 370, the concurrence of the state is required for making any laws in matters mentioned in the union and concurrent list. This is different from the position of other states. In the case of other states, the division of powers as listed through the three lists automatically applied. In case of Jammu and Kashmir, the central government has only limited powers and other powers listed in the union list and concurrent list can be used only with the consent of the state government. This gives the state of Jammu and Kashmir greater autonomy. In practice, however, autonomy of Jammu and Kashmir is much less than what the language of Article 370 may suggest. There is a constitutional provision that allows the president with the concurrence of the state government to specify which parts of the union list shall apply to the state. The president has issued two constitutional orders in concurrence with the government of J and K, making large parts of the constitution applicable to the state. As a result, though J and K has a separate constitution and a flag and a parliament's lower power to make laws on subjects in the union list now is fully accepted. The remaining differences between the other states and the states of JNK are that no emergency due to internal disturbances can be declared in JNK without the concurrence of the state. The union government cannot impose a financial emergency in the state and the directive principle do not apply in the JNK. Finally, amendments to the Indian constitution can only apply in the concurrence with the government of JNK. Many people believe that a formal and strictly equal division of powers applicable to all units of a federation is adequate. Therefore, whenever such special provisions are created, there is some opposition to them. There is also a fear that such special provisions may lead to separatism in those areas. Therefore, there are controversies about such special provisions. Now, let us conclude the chapter. Federalism is like a rainbow where each color is separate yet together. They make a harmonious pattern. Federalism has a continuously maintain a difficult balance between the center and the state. No legal or institutional formula can guarantee the smooth functioning of a federal polity. 
ultimately the people and the political process must develop a culture and a set of values and virtues like mutual trust tolerance and a spirit of cooperation federalism celebrates both unity as well as diversity national unity cannot be built by streamlining differences such post unity only generates greater social strife and alienations and tends finally to destroy unity a responsive polity sensitive to diversities and to the demands for autonomy can alone be the basis of a comparative federation now let us wind up the session and we have come to the end of the chapter 7 federalism thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self learning podcast